This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Hey, this is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point, retro wrestling podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, and here's your host, Luke Jennings. wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the old bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the uk's number one and only memphis wrestling related podcast the memphis continental wrestling cast i am as always your host mr luke jennings hoping this podcast finds you well please do not forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at memphis cast and to hit the subscribe button here on our new home place to be wrestling network Home of Talking WCW, NWA Saturday Special, PTBN's Main Event, NWA Croc and Roll, and so many other great shows. Follow the network on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your continued support and your continued downloads. Each and every week is getting better and better, so thank you very much. And thank you to the support of the Place to Be Wrestling Network for the help they are giving us promoting the show. This week we have another edition of That Girl Got Game for you, and here is your host, Kemi. It's your girl, King Queen Kemi, and welcome back to another episode of That Girl Got Game. Why? Because I do. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> okay, so guys, today we are talking about this bad boy. You know who she is. She is Steamy Bay, as I like to call her. It's the Steam Deck. We're going to be focusing today on the Steam Deck's production. We have some good news. We're also going to talk about what this means for CEX. So, it seems like Valve are really ramping up production. Originally, we were supposed to be in Q3. That means quarter free. And that means that those that had originally pre-ordered the Steam Deck Back in, I think it's was around about November 2021, they will now be in line to get their Steam Decks in the window of September, October time. 
Now, because Valve is pushing so hard to get these machines out to the people that have pre-ordered them, they have surpassed their Q3 window, which means that those that were supposed to have their Steam Decks were originally promised to have them around about, I think it was October time, have now received emails, like now, right now, me being one of them. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why, why does she want another Steam Deck? Why, why does she want another Steam Deck? That's greedy. Save the rest for the some of us. Like, please, come on. Well, my plan was actually to get the 512 gig model and replace this with that one. This is obviously the, this is the, the middle range. This is the 256 gig, which obviously doesn't have your anti-glare. Um, and I think it comes with uh, personalized overlays that you can have like your keyboards and your, your, your interface um, looking at your games, things like that. Um, and I think also the actual case is blue. It's got like the logos blue and white instead of white. Don't quote me on that. It's just I've noticed that a few people that have received their Steam Deck um, do have different colours. But I mean, that that's a minor in all honesty. But now that they have ramped up the production of the Steam Deck so much, it's now not viable for me or anyone to to buy a Steam Deck to sell on because they are ramping up production very, very, very fast. Okay, so Valve are now moving on to Q4. That is window four. So Q4, they are really ramping up production. They beat their expectations before, hence why the window Q3 has now closed and we are opening up Q4. What does that mean? That now means that people that have pre-ordered their Steam Decks can now look to expect to receive it anytime between October and December. Just in time for Christmas, which is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic news. Because I want as many people to experience this machine as soon as possible. Guys, if you are really thinking about getting the Steam Deck, whether it be just to have a up-to-date handheld console or strictly for emulation like myself, now is the time to get it and experience this machine. This is going to be the cheapest machine gaming handheld PC of its kind. And I mean, why would you not want to take advantage of that? In the next video, I will talk about other alternatives just so you can grasp how different, how expensive it is and why you need to grab this kit as soon as possible. Especially as they are ramping up production. All right, so that's fantastic news for all of you boys and girls, right? I'm really happy for you. If you got your Steam Deck and you are loving it like I am loving mine, fantastic. Not so good for CEX, however. Production is ramping up for these machines, so more and more people are purchasing these machines. Now, when they first came to market and they were first, you know, released, CEX were giving out colossal amount of cash to have these machines and sell them on. 
So when the Steam Deck was originally released, CEX were offering big bucks. I mean, big bucks. They were offering anything from 600 to 700 pounds for these machines, depending on obviously the model. Whether that be the 65 gig, the 256 gig, or the 512 gig, you are looking to have made at least 100, maybe 150 pounds profit on trading. However, now it's not looking too good. Obviously, I mentioned that that was my original plan, which is why I pre-ordered another one. I did want to swap it out and obviously sell this one that I have now. It's just no longer like viable. It's it's honestly, it's it's not worth it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm a bit emotional because I really did want to have the... 512 gig upgrade obviously as i mentioned you know the the tiny extras that you get with it but i'm gonna sit pretty i'm gonna be happy because with memory cards you know there's no need for more memory for me anyway if you are still thinking of trading in your steam deck please be aware that you are most likely not going to make any money unless you go for the voucher option and even then cex are still not giving you as much money because obviously the production is ramping up you know these consoles these fantastic machines are no longer rare so that means that they are going to have an influx of them coming in there's going to be an influx of them being sold on ebay facebook market as well as being sold just normally to the public as I mentioned before, I do believe that these are soon going to be released to the general public and it won't be a case of needing a Steam Deck account to have one. If you are looking to trade in the Steam Deck, guys, let me just give you a few numbers because obviously if you want to get rid of it, it's not your thing. You don't like it. By all means, head on over to CEX, trade it in, get your money back, do what you've got to do. Because obviously it would take longer to send this back to abroad. You might not get your money as soon as you would like. So if you are looking to trade in the 65 gig, which is the smallest memory Steam Deck, you are looking to fetch 319 cash, 385 voucher. If you are looking to trade in the 256 gig, you will be looking at getting cash value of 348 pounds. Voucher would be 420. And if you are looking, if you dare are looking to get rid of the 512 gig, you are looking at 391 pounds cash and voucher 472. So as you can imagine, you're paying anything from 200 to 600 for these and then you're getting 472 max and that's from a voucher it's a waste of time but as i said it's not for everyone um and i'm not judging too much <laughs> if you don't like it if it's not your bag if you're more used to a psp or a switch or your bog standard game boy or just mobile gaming if this kind of pc gaming is not for you 
Trading to CEX is just an alternative. However, if you're looking to do it for profit and gain, CEX is not the best way. You can also obviously sell it on Marketplace. eBay, people may fetch some cash from selling on there as well. Believe it or not, um, there are not a lot of gaming heads out there that are even aware of CEX. So honestly, please don't let this information deter you. If you want to make a profit, believe me, you will. Speak it into the universe and it will come to flourishing. And one thing is for sure, Steam Deck is doing so much better than the PS5. We still can't get these bad boys. We still are struggling. We're still looking at pre-orders of, 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 of five months. I mean, I, I just, I just, I just, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. Like, come on, what you, what are you doing? And they've raised the prices. I just, I, 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 ah. And breathe. Thank you so much for jumping in to this episode of That Girl Got Game. Next week, we are going to look at some more gameplay on the Steam Deck and we are also going to be looking at its counterparts. I'm going to be talking about prices. I'm going to be talking about specs. I'm going to be talking about what is the best handheld PC console for you. You. Yes, you. Yes, you. You right there. If you like this content and you like content about retro video games, then please do me a solid and head on over to my TikTok. At the moment, I'm on 200 followers. I am trying to get up to 1,000 followers by the end of the month. This is my goal, and I really do believe with your help, I can get there. So if you like me, you like my shtick, you like, you like what I'm selling, then please head on over to TikTok, King Queen Kemi TV. Instagram is also King Queen Kemi TV. If you're a little old school, Facebook is King Queen Kemi. My Twitter is also King Queen Kemi. And my YouTube channel is King Queen Kemi TV. All your likes, love and follow really are helping me in such a huge way. There's a massive passion from, for me aside from professional wrestling. And I really do believe with your help, we can make this big. Um, thank you so much for absorbing this episode i'm gonna hand you back to my boy my boy luke to finish the rest of the wrestling podcast it's been a pleasure see ya thank you kemi please do not forget to follow her on all her social medias and to watch the video version of this segment go to our youtube channel youtube.com forward slash flash so, ladies and gentlemen, this week we are covering the 19th of September 1981. Just a quick heads up. Next week we are covering the 26th of September, and then we miss a few weeks, and then we got well, then we've got two shows in the middle of October for you. Then we miss a few. Well, we miss a good month or so. Then we've got two shows of December, and then that is it, ladies and gentlemen. So, in theory, after this episode, we have only got five episodes of 1981 to go. And then we go into 1982, so uh, we're going full force here on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Last week we covered the 12th of September 1981, where we saw footage of new tag champions, a hell of a beating that Eddie Gilbert gave Tojo Yamamoto, and then uh, Tojo gave him a receipt, a return of a name, 
that being Jimmy Valiant, and all the usual awesomeness from the Memphis Territory. Now, like we always do on the show, we'll just give you a quick heads up of what's happening around the wrestling world. This week in 1981, if it loads up for me... Is it going to be where it is? Yes, it is. So, we have got on the 21st of September 1981, so two days after the show, WWF held a sh- held a event in the Madison Square Gardens. Attendance, 20,920. Saw Yoshihaki Yatsu defeated Baron Mikel Sukluna. Mr. Saito and Mr. Fuji Ko won a 20-man battle royal, which included Rick Martel, Bulldog Broa, Ron Shaw, Kurt Henning, Baron Mikosa Steve-O, Jose Estrada, The Great Yatsu, Mil Mascaris, Pedro Morales, Angela Mosco, Killer Khan, Johnny Rods, Roberto Soto, Larry Sharp, Tony Guerrilla, SD Jones, and Dominic Danucci. The rest of the card saw Steve-O defeated Ron Shaw, Mr. Fuji defeated Kurt Henning, Killer Khan defeated Dominic Danucci, Mr. Saito defeated Roberto Soto. WWF Champion Bob Backlund defeated WWF Intercontinental Champion Don Morocco in a Texas Death Match. Pedro Morales defeated Larry Sharp. Mill Mascaris defeated Bulldog Brower. And the WWF Tag Team Champions Tony Guerrero and Rick Martel defeated Johnny Rods and Jose Estrada. There was a show in the Mid-South Coliseum here for our Memphis people. Attendance 6,912. I won't give you any results just in case anything gets spoiled. On the 23rd of September, Andre the Giant battled Stan Hansen to a wild no contest. In Tokyo, 13,500 people saw that. Also on the 23rd of September, Eddie Mansfield defeated Tommy Gilbert to win the Florida TV Championship in Tampa, Florida. And on the 25th of September, the great Kabuki defeated Kerry Von Erich in Lawton, Oklahoma for the World Class America title. And then that is it. There's a show on the 26th of Memphis, so we won't ruin that. Yep, so that is it. So not a lot has happened. Obviously, last week we saw on the 17th, Ric Flair won that coveted World NWA Championship for the first time. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's head down to ringside and see what Lance and Dave have got for us this week as we cover the 19th of September 1981. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 71 of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Please enjoy. Kern, Dutch Mantel, and the Gibson brothers, Rick and Robert, should be some kind of action coming up. Oh boy, I'll tell you that. And there was one name on that one side of the rain that you'll hear more about yeah. before the day's over. Curious. Coco Ware. Yeah. In addition to that, we have, now I gotta tell you right now, boy, if you don't like rough and tough stuff, don't stay tuned because we have some of the most grueling, grueling material that we've got on videotape that we've ever had right here. We're going to be back and get ready to go with it all in just a moment. So we came to a quick uh, start there. We're just missing a few um, matches that have been announced. Obviously, we heard Steve Kern's name there, as well as we're going to be seeing some exciting footage. And there's going to be, a, I don't know, they, a new name or something happening as well. So um, we'll see what is going on in the world of Memphis wrestling. Let's have a look. Uh, 
with the return of Rick Morton and Eddie Gilbert, Davey, uh, it's kind of an interesting new era with this uh, great young team, and I would like to refresh a lot of people's memory about it. They came in here having won the Tri-State Tag Championship. They then were in line for a Southern Tag Championship. They went against Onita and Fuji, and obviously had to be the underdogs in that match. Let's take a look. And now runs by Ezen Tag, Eddie Gilbert. So we have seen footage, we saw this footage last week of the uh, the title win, the Gilbert and Morton defeated Fuchi and Onita to win the AWA Southern Tag Team titles. I think we declared that this match was from the 20... the 20... When did we find out where it was from? The 31st. That's it, yeah, 31st. We saw this, which then led to um, last week it led to Fuchi and Onita coming out during um, Gibson and Morton were having an interview with Lance and that resulted in Masa Fuchi and the like coming out which then resulted in a massive brawl Toji Yamamoto uh, insulted the Gilbert name and the Gilbert, uh, Gilbert uh, mother and uh, we had saw a massive brawl we were happy and they were obviously delighted at having won the Southern Tag, but that was only an omen of things to come. And uh, Ricky and I aren't going to sit around and pamper these belts or anything. We're going to be trying to defend them against... So we've seen footage of what happened last week. This is the first time that I've seen this on Memphis Wrestling, that they have recapped something that happened last week. So like I said, we've got the interview. Morton and Gilbert have an interview with Lance. And then we're going to be seeing Tojo come out in a minute and insult Gilbert's mother. It's particularly a thrill for Tommy because he had the... Okay, Tojo, now you got some interview time later on. So ladies and gentlemen, while we're uh, getting this recap, just like to say thank you again for your continued support. Thank you to everyone who's joined us on the Place to Be Wrestling Network. Please do not forget to follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at MemphisCast and follow the network at PTBN Wrestling. You'll also follow. You'll also be able to follow the other shows such as Crock and Roll, the uh, the Highway to the Impact Zone, and other great shows that are on the network. Just keep an eye on Twitter, and you'll be able to follow them. Also keep an eye on other friends of the show, our Vantage Point, OVP and Booking the Territory, BTT, as well as the uh, the Mid-Atlantic Championship pod that is uh, sporadic at best at coming out, but when it does come out it is one of the best old school wrestling podcasts out there, as well as the Mid-South Television Review with the great Brian Last and Mike Mills. They are some, they're very sporadic at coming out, but when they, like I said, when they do, they are one of some of the best podcasts out there to cover old school wrestling. So we're now seeing footage now. Tojo's come out and insulted Eddie Gilbert's mother. And Eddie Gilbert is beating the utter crap out of Tojo Yamamoto. Punching him, kicking him, biting him. Wherever he can to save the good name of Mama Gilbert. Hey, come on now, that's enough, Eddie. Hey, please, let's break it up. Come on now, Eddie. Thank you, yeah. 
Sipping on a nice uh, Brooklyn Brewery, Brooklyn Lager, Amber Lager. Very nice. Hoppy, bold and iconic. This is their first beer we have brewed. Our dry hopped Amber Lager was born in Brooklyn, New York. And crafted to be as sold as it is inviting. Again, we've seen footage of the match. We, uh, the main event was uh, Bugsy McGraw and... One of the heartbreakers going up against Gilbert and Morton. And the match ended as uh, as I thought it would have done. As I did predict at the end of the match, it did end with the uh, the Japanese contingent coming out and attacking Morton and Gilbert. And then Toji Yamamoto then uh, delivered an absolute butt-whooping with that Singapore cane over the head and back of one Eddie Gilbert. Yamamoto whales him with that fighting stick. Yeah. We have to call his troops out here again. Onita and Fuchi joined by Yamamoto. Taking some revenge on Gilbert Mortojo. Just keeps blistering. So like we said at the beginning, hopefully the podcast finds you well. We are in the end, heading towards the end of September, unbelievably. October is only a few days away. Don't forget, next Sunday, Sunday the 2nd, we'll see our third episode of The Time Warp. We will be watching the 16th of October 1993 Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So don't forget to keep an eye out for that. And also from Monday the 3rd, you'll be able to vote in the poll. I've yet to decide what we're going to be watching for November, but keep an eye on the Memphis Cast Twitter, at Memphis Cast. The whole story, though, because as you remember, Dave, later in the program, Onita and Fuji were in the ring wrestling. Keeping Onita back. So they are doing a full proper um, recap of this. I've never seen this at all in the time I've been covering Memphis since the beginning of 1980. I've never seen them recap this. I always said, um, I think Memphis wasn't the only one, but it was one of those ones. If you didn't watch the show, then you never knew what happened. If you weren't watching the show religiously every week, I think even WWF did that at the time. If you weren't watching the show at the time... Um, then you didn't you didn't know what happened from week to week basically and this is the first time I've ever seen them recap this and this and it's not a major angle they're covering it's a tag team angle it's um, Masafuchi and Mr. Anita against the Gil uh, Eddie Gilbert and Tommy uh, Ricky Morton so it's not a major angle it's not like something to do with Lawler or Bill Dundee but they're doing a very very good job of recapping this showing the highlights of what happened last week and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very, very well done here by, by the uh, the Jarrets. But we're seeing uh, Steve Kern being double teamed. Tojo Yamamoto attacking Dutch Mantel with a cane, and now Eddie Gilbert and Ricky Morton are in clearing house. Eddie Gilbert whipping everybody like a redheaded stepchild with that kendo stick. Absolutely going nuts on the Japanese contingent here of Fuchi Unita and Yamamoto. Like we said last week, at this time, uh, Toji Yamamoto is in his mid-50s. So he's still out there taking a whooping. 
Eddie Gilbert running him out of the studio with that cane. Both men bandaged around the head. Tojo running away, trying to get away from Eddie Gilbert, but Eddie Gilbert has got that that uh, fourth of Singapore cane that he's got advantage of. Believe it or not, that was only the beginning. We've got more of the story coming up in just a moment. Back into action on Channel 3's Championship Wrestling in a moment. Thursday, September the 24th, Winslow, Indiana. Six big matches. More about that later. Tuesday night in the Gardens, what I want to talk about. You're going to see some action in there. It'll include a bullwhip pole match with Dundee Valiant, Mantell, going against Hart, Nightmare, and Speed. You're going to have a grudge match. Jerry Lawler, Coco Ware. Then it's going to be a Southern Heavyweight title match. Rocky Johnson going against the dream machine. Well, I see that uh, the first family's still the same well, way. Well, I want to tell you something right now. No, in. listen, Big Mouth, yeah. let me tell you something. It's not Cole Coware. It's not Soul Man Johnson. This is a Soul Man, and this is sweet brown sugar, right, baby? That's yeah. right. You know, Jerry Lawler could have beat Cole Coware, but Cole Coware's done flushed down the drain, and Jerry Lawler, I'm sweet brown sugar now. I'm coming at you. I'm going to put this fist upside that mistake. Right, Coco, mistake. Yeah, you got uh, Big Rocky Johnson. Well, there. big deal. Big deal. Rocky Johnson, let me tell you something. Than Rocky Soul Man Johnson. You better shoot up with B12, BC, BD, BA, and everything you got in B Boy because I'm coming after you with everything I've got. You know, I was born in the heat of the desert. My mother died giving me light. The pride and love of a father, blame for the loss of his wife. Let me tell you something. It's because you got 20 inch arms and a 32 inch waist, you can fall, boy, because this is fall season. You know what I'm talking about. The leaves are falling, the temperature is falling. Rocky Johnson, you will fall, boy. Yeah. I did say boy and not leave. Oh, I hear it, yeah. Tell you okay, something fine. right now too. Speed and my nightmare saved you, Dutch Mantel. I oh, promise oh, you, before oh, that oh. match is over, we'll take that bullwhip and you won't use it on anybody else because we're gonna definitely shove it exactly where the sun don't shine. Dundee and Valiant, you had all you could take last week, brother, but this week it's gonna be different. Look at my jaw. Look at look at this. Look yeah, at this I understand. Jim, right Jim, there. Yes, Somebody's gonna be hurt this week, and I promise you that punks. Mm, Jimmy Hart, the first family. Uh, Tuesday night, you'll have a chance to see it all. So just to give you a heads up, you heard Coco Ware there. He has turned. He has turned to the dark side. Just to give you a heads up, uh, this is aired on the 16th of September. Don't know when it was taped because I, I think at the minute it's probably taped a week beforehand. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so on the 19th of September, this the, the day that this aired in Ripley, Mississippi, Coco Ware wrestled twice. Um, he wrestled, he beat Plowboy Frazier by default, so I'm guessing Plowboy Frazier didn't turn up, and then he was DQ'd against Coco Ware. Two nights late in the Mid-South Coliseum, he is a bad guy, and instead of being Coco Ware, he is sweet brown sugar, as we heard uh, Jimmy Hart pronounce there. And also, we also heard Rocky Johnson, father of the rock, he is in the area, he is doing the loop. He is here for. He's not really here. He's here for a couple of weeks. We may see him on the television next week. I don't know, but he is here. Uh, September the twenty-first, nineteen eighty-one, Memphis, Tennessee, Mid South Coliseum. The card is Rocky Johnson and Jimmy Valiant going against 
Dream Machine, Sweet Brown Sugar. We're going to see Masafuchi and Mr. Anita go up against Eddie Gilbert and Ricky Morton. We're going to see the Gibson Brothers going up against Nightmare and Speed. We're going to see Bill Dundee going up against the Heartbreakers. We're going to see Steve Kernvoe going up against Dutch Mantel and Roy Rogers against the Assassin. I don't... So we may understand here why Dutch Mantel and Steve Kern are going up against each other. And then Ricky, Rocky Johnson is in the Louvre Gardens. Rocky Johnson is, Ev, is in Evansville, Indiana. So he's making the big towns, if you will. Yes, yeah, so uh, Rocky Johnson is in town, as is the new Sweet Brown Sugar, a.k.a. Coco Ware. First opportunity of following all the action here on Championship Wrestling with Eddie uh, Gilbert and Rick Morton to meet in the ring officially. Onita and Fuji took place in Tupelo, Mississippi. Right. Need I say more? Take a look. Goes at the chin with that one. Makes the tag on Eddie Gilbert. Here comes Eddie. Look at that. Boy, he slammed Onita, then Fuji, and right back to Onita and Fuji again. Eddie Gilbert, much the fresher of the two, a whip into the ropes. There's that slide, takes him down. So we are seeing footage from September the 11th, 1981, Tupelo, Mississippi Sports Arena. We are watching Eddie Gilbert and Ricky Morton going up against Mr. Onita and Masafuchi. This is the same Tupelo, Mississippi that is home to the infamous Tupelo, Mississippi uh, um, concession brawl. Masafuchi and Mr. Onita have just won the first fall. They won the first fall or the main thing? I'm not sure. These title matches sometimes are two falls. Tojo's in the ring at the minute. Oh! Ricky Morton's got that kendo stick off Tojo Yamamoto. He's now wailing away on Tojo and the Masafuchi and Mr. Anita. Eddie Gilbert took the pinfall. Morton was trying to come in and break up the pin, but he couldn't. This is now broken up into a brawl in the ring. Eddie Gilbert is down at the minute, being attacked by Fuchi. But Ricky Morton is wailing that kendo stick around. Like he's knocking home runs out of the park. So I believe they have lost it. The match is over. But Ricky Morton does not care. He's uh, beating the crap out of these two men. So Masafuchi and Mr. Anita are your new Southern Tag Team Champions. We've now cut, and they're fighting in the back. So we're getting shades of that legendary concession brawl between uh, who's it? Wayne Ferris, Larry Latham, against Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler back in '79. We covered it in one of our uh, archivable episodes, the extreme, the extreme uh, show that we did. Uh, in the back there in the kitchen. Oh, Ricky Morton just broke something over the head of Tojo Yamamoto. There's tables there, there's implements, there's saucers. This is probably, this. I think this is the second or third one at the time. No, this is the second one. I think the third famous one is the Moondogs versus Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett. That happened in 1992, I believe. They had a big one there as well. Eddie Gilbert working over uh, Onita. 
Onita would obviously become infamous for much more hardcore stuff than this in a few years. Eddie Gilbert bleeding. Mr. Onita bleeding. Tojo's bleeding. Tojo's not even, he wasn't even in the match, but he's getting, oh, there's mustard everywhere. Holy moly. It's becoming slippery and dangerous here. There is mustard involved. People are bleeding, people are covered in mustard. This is absolute chaos here. Lance is uh, on the steps, I'd imagine. Going up to the commentation booth. Randy West is in there. Covering this action as only Randy could. Holy moly, this is an absolute mess here, ladies and gentlemen. Anita's a bloody mess. Fuji on the table now, Eddie Gilbert pounding away at him. Machine. Eddie Marlin trying to get him separated down here as Gilbert slipping in the mustard slams Onita totally covered there by that big fan over here Gilbert busting up Yamamoto is Fuji nailed Eddie Gilbert they're sliding all over the mustard on the floor Referee Paul Morton can't keep his footing. Gilbert slammed by Fucci. Eddie with a board and Fucci nailed him again, but Gilbert and that board making good use of it. Eddie Marlin trying to get him broken up. Marlin got hit in the arm. Yeah, look out, Randy. Absolute chaos here, ladies and gentlemen. Eddie Marlin's in there trying to break it up. To no uh, prevail, there's another gentleman in there trying to break it up. He's probably the poor guy who's got to clean this shithole up. Tojo bleeding like a stuffed pig. Tojo, ah, oh, holy shit. Ricky Morton just absolutely... Tojo Mo Yamamoto just annihilated. Ricky Morton with that dustbin lid. They've got a chair involved. They've got bits of wood. This is absolute chaos. There's mustard on the floor so no one can stand up properly. The crowd are loving it. Eddie Marlin trying to break it up. He's trying to get Gilbert and Morton out of here. He throws them out of the concession stand. And that is it. Herman. Tojo Yamamoto slapping some poor gentleman around. I think he's the man who runs this place. Oh! Tojo Yamamoto beating up this poor individual. There's a lady. Oh, no. Good God. Who's that? There's a woman in there getting slapped. She's trying to break up the brawl and Tojo's beating up this poor lady. Absolute scenes here, ladies and gentlemen. The Tupelo, Mississippi concession stand. Eddie Gilbert and Morton are back. They're back. They come flying in through the concession window. Oh, what's that? Ice bucket over the head of Tojo. Holy good dedos, ladies and gentlemen. This is a brawl that you need to see. If you can, please search the 19th of September 1981 Memphis wrestling and watch this brawl. It is absolute chaos. Breaking him up. They're just totally out of hand. Toto's back up. He's got that trash can that has bent, bent in half. 
They're trying to break this up and to no prevail. Oh! Ricky Morton's got something. Another bucket or something that went over the head of Tojo. Bin to Fuchi. Bin lid to Morton. Oh! oh. Another bucket over the head of Tojo. Oh, poked to the eye by Tojo to Ricky Morton. Trash can to Ricky Morton's head by Fuchi. Broom handle now. Jesus Christ. Talk about a clean sweep. Eddie Gilbert's in there taking everybody out. Oh! Tojo down. Again, don't forget Tojo is in his late 50s. Mid-50s. Jesus. Oh! That poor gentleman in his white shirt is trying to break up this, but he's the one who got attacked by Tojo earlier. He's covered in mustard and God knows what else from the floor. Eddie Gilbert with a trash can of Fuchi. Paul Morton in there trying to break it up. Eddie Marlin's trying to get everyone separated. Oh, Tojo with a something of the gut of Ricky Morton. There's an upside down table. There's every, this is absolute madness. Where's Jerry Jarrett when you need him? Trash can thrown a Masafuchi by Eddie Gilbert. Fucci still got that broomstick and he is really pounding Eddie Gilbert. I don't know how there are any of them standing up. I've never seen... So according to my results, this was the first match. But I don't know if it was. If it was the first match. After this, Dutch Mantel defeated Toji Yamamoto in a bullfighting stick match. The Heartbreakers were disqualified against Plowboy Fraser and Eddie Gilbert. Ricky Morton defeated Heartbreak number one. Dutch Mantel defeated Masafuchi. So, Eddie Gilbert is pulling uh, double duty. Ricky Morton's pulling double duty. Like everyone, apart from Mr. Anita, are pulling double duty on this match. So, I'm, I'm guessing this would have been last, being as it's a um, title match. So, I'm not entirely sure. But, anywho, it is absolute chaos. Anita trying to escape this. But, he's now on top of the counter. Fuchi attacking Gilbert, I think. Can't see because Gilbert's down. Whoever it is is down. Yeah, Gilbert. I know Gilbert's attacking Tojo. Herman, whoever Herman is, is trying to break it up. Oh, this is absolute chaos. A lot more uh, violent and a lot more uh, spectacular than the first one. And the first one is spectacular and violent. So this has got this has held up its uh, end of the uh, end of the uh, pay window. 40 years on, 41 years on, this is still pretty good. Boy, I'll tell you, just unabridged brawl, that's all there was to it. We got more, or we'll be back in just a moment. And we will be back after these messages. Please enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Mike from Booking the Territory, the unprofessional, classic, southern wrestling podcast. And you are listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke 
Jennings. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You're listening to Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Stick around, brother, and follow the show at Memphis Cast. Follow me at West Runtin Luke J, brother. Follow friends of the show at Mid Atlantic Pod, at OVP Podcast, at Bottom Line Cast, at Extreme Cast, at Booking the Territory, brother. And be sure to hit up some brothers on Patreons. Patreon.com backslash Booking the Territory and Patreon.com backslash OVP Podcast, brother. Like and subscribe to Mid-South Television Review with Mike Mills and the great Brian Last. What you gonna do, brother, when Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast runs wild on you? Hey, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Have you heard of the Mangrave? Yes, I have. You have? Do you have a father? Mangrave is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. 100% made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. (laughs) Your dad's alive? No. Fuck. (laughs) God damn it. I'm sorry about your dad. That's fine. Your father's dead. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ, is any of your relatives fucking alive? It's man great. <laughs> they are revolutionizing the way people grill. What, Adam Egan? Is it true? You haven't heard of the revolution? You can put chicken on this or steak? That's not that unique. <laughs> it weighs a lot of pounds. <laughs> is that heavy? Again. 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 No more flare-ups. You know, you know, in your barbecue, there's always been flare-ups. Why are you laughing? You're making a mockery out of the man grade. Chicken steak has never tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, <laughs> again. This commercial is like a mini-series. Now sit back and enjoy the rest of Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. had so many comments uh, from some of you had seen our handsome Jimmy compilation of different things about the boy from New York. Uh, many of you want to see it again. Let's take a look at it right now. So once again, we are seeing what we saw last week. It's a slow week this week on Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. We are seeing footage of... It's a music video from Jimmy Valiant, as Jimmy Valiant is back in the area. Jimmy Valiant has been... Where has he been? Let's have a look. He's been in Evansville, Indiana. On the 16th, he teamed with Bill Dundee. As they went up against Dream Machine and Jimmy Val- uh, Jimmy Hart. He's also been in the Louisville Gardens where he teamed again with Bill Dundee and faced Dream Machine and Jimmy Hart. 
on the 14th, was he in the 14th? The 14th, he was going up against the Dream Machine. He's teaming with Rocky Johnson on the 21st in Memphis. He is teaming with Dutch Mantel and Bill Dundee going up against Nightmare Speed and Jimmy Hart on the 22nd in Louisville. He is teaming, and again, the same match on the 23rd in Evansville. He is going to be on the 24th in Winslow, Indiana, in front of 700 people going up against the Dream Machine. 25th in Tupelo, he's going up against Dream Machine. 26th, he is facing... Jesus Christ. He's facing Dream Machine on the 26th in the in the Cook Convention Center in Memphis, Tennessee. Then he's te- on the 28th, he's teaming with Bill Dundee and Steve Kern are going against Dream Machine, Sweet Brown Sugar, Jimmy Hart. And then I think that's it. That seems to be it then for a little while. And obviously he, he would be in and out of the promotion numerous times. Um, I think he's in Mid-Atlantic. He's in uh, Jim Crockett. He's, he's where Jimmy Valiant wants to go. Former WWF tag team champion with his brother, Johnny. back with you uh, uh, locally here. Some of you never knew that we didn't, but we missed a little bit of the action in there and back in. Uh, one of the big highlights of uh, the last week was an extremely important meeting between Bugsy McGraw and Steve Kern. At stake, the NWA Mid-America Heavyweight Championship belt. Let's take a look at some of the dynamic end action on it. Looks like he's going for a suplex. Big one, too. So we've seen footage of Bugsy McGraw versus Steve Kern for the Mid-America title. I think this is from August 31st, 1981. Bugsy McGraw in control here of Steve Kern. This is fairly recently because Steve Kern is wearing his black and yellow outfit that he wore last week. Bugsy McGraw dropping some big elbows on the Florida native. The future Skinner man. Bugsy McGraw going over to chat with his manager, Chick Donovan. Steve Kern crawling over. Bugsy McGraw trying to get something maybe to attack Steve. He's giving it. He's got a chain wrapped around his hand. Oh, Steve Kern ducks and a beautiful German suplex. Oh, he hits it. One, two, three. That's it. Steve Kern wins. Steve Kern wins the match. 
I believe if this is the match. Oh no, I think it's the match. No, this is this is another match. This is from another time. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. We Tell you what, I couldn't believe that you suplexed that big son of a gun and slammed him down. He got that belt back, Steve. Well, you know, Lance, I was just looking for a way out. Out of that, not. Tell you one thing, that Bugsy McGraw is nobody to sell short. Woo. He's a big man, and the only way I could beat him is to suplex him back on his big head. But I'll tell you this: this Mid America belt meant a lot to me, and I had the fans behind me there in Memphis. And you know, I got to defend this belt about anybody that comes along. And if they're as big as Bugsy McGraw, if they're small, no matter who it is, I'm gonna have to put it on the line. But before I lost this belt to Bugsy McGraw, I was trying to put together a package deal, and what I've got in mind. And I'm doing it right here publicly, as I want to challenge the Dream Machine. He's the Southern Heavyweight That's Champion, correct. I believe, right now. Well, I've got this thing in mind about challenging the Dream Machine and, and a thing to merge the two belts, because the people see two different champions. And I feel like if they're going to have a champion in the area, that ought to be one man. And that one man, I hope, will be myself. And the only way I can make that happen is if I go out there and wrestle the Dream Machine, and I get him put that southern heavyweight belt up there for this mid-america belt i'm willing to put it up and whoever wins the match is going to be the one champion and they'll combine the belts mm, that sounds to me like a great idea and uh, cut out some of the split championship and it'll make one champion and obviously i know a lot of folks figure that uh, steve kern terrific ability he'll be the man that'll end up with him again well, stevie congratulations babe thank you super man. i can't tell you how proud of you we are let me tell you think that match actually took place on September the 7th. There is a no disqualification title versus here. Steve Kern defeated Bugsy McGraw to win the title. So that match actually happened September the 7th, 1981. Attendance was 7,236. The rest of the matches were Coco Beware, Coco Ware, sorry, defeated Toji Yamamoto. The Gibsons defeated the Iranian Assassin and the Cuban Assassin. Bill Dundee and Dutch Mantel defeated Mr. Venita and Masafuchi. Hair match, Nightmare and Speed defeated Playboy Frazier. Frazier's head has been shaved. The Heartbreakers went up against Eddie Gilbert and Ricky Morton. The main event was, if Lawler wins, entire first family must leave. If Machine wins, Lawler must leave and Hart returns. Special referee Coco Ware, the Dream Machine beat Jerry Lawler. Some fine athlete right there. Well, there were a lot of things at stake, as a matter of fact, in the entire week of action around championship wrestling. One of them, in Jerry Lawler's own hometown, was a match with the Dream Machine that stunned the wrestling world. Let's take a look. So I may have just given the result to this match. Yes, I have. I think I have. Dream Machine going up against Jerry Lawler. Coco Ware is the referee. Jerry Lawler wearing a nice uh, light blue singlet, black boots. Dream Machine, black singlet, 
red and blue mask. The strap is down. The strap is down. Dream Machine's put his strap down as well. It's not going to have the same effect as Lawler's. Lawler knocks down Dream Machine. Picks him up. Drops him down again with a big right hand. Picks him up. Drops him down again with a big right hand. In the corner now. Joe Lawler. Big right hand. Twice. Thrice. Four. Five. Six. No, five times. Snap. Mare. Joe Lawler. Second rope on the inside. Drops that trademark fist. Coco Ware goes for the cover. Chick Donovan in. Chick Donovan is in. Beating the crap out of Jerry Lawler with that cane. But boom. Jerry Lawler with the right hand. And again. And again. Choking Chick Donovan. Now Dream Machine comes in. Oh. Jerry Lawler evades the attack from Dream Machine. And Dream Machine clobbers Chick Donovan. Dream Machine now begging off Jerry Lawler. This action. This uh, full house here. 7,236 are... Eating it all up as Jerry Lawler beats the crap out of Dream Machine. Dream Machine now pushes Lawler off from the ropes. Clothesline. Goes for the cut. Nope. He sort of fell on him, but it was a sort of a lariat, but he fell on him. Both men are now down. Coco Ware. Checking on both combatants. Combatant, combat, com competitors. Coco Ware is the special referee here. Dream Machine's got something on his fist, I think. I think he's just wrapped a chain around his fist. Oh! Yep, I think he did. Jerry Lawler's down. Coco Wet, too. Fast count! Fire's a fast count there! Holy moly! Coco Ware with a uh, fast count there. Hard to believe, I'll tell you for a fact in there. And uh, we were sitting right at ringside, heard a lot of accusations about how it happened. But uh, it was difficult to really verify any of the accusations except one thing, no disqualification match. And the dream was the one that came out the winner. We're going to take time out and we'll be back in just a moment. All right, back to championship wrestling here on Channel 3 in just a moment. Again, Thursday, September the 24th, Winslow, Indiana, six big matches. Title match going to be there, and I'll tell you one you don't want to miss is that back alley brawl that'll be coming up. Just some of the names, Handsome Jimmy, going to be right there. Rick and Robert Gibson, Dutch Mantell, Steve Kern, the superstar, and by golly, I'll tell you, of course, heart and the whole first family, Winslow, Indiana, that's coming up September the 24th. Louisville, Kentucky. Chief Thundercloud goes against the Assassin. Rick and Robert Gibson against the Heartbreakers with Donovan at ringside. Then that bullwhip on the pole. Listen to this. Jimmy Hart in the ring, not sneaking around. The Nightmare and Speed going against Superstar Bill Dundee, Handsome Jimmy Valiant, and the Dutchman Dutch Mantell. Then a grudge match with Jerry the King Lawler facing Coco Ware or Sweet Brown Sugar, followed by Rocky Johnson and the Dream Machine. Today's supercharged hits are on KTEL's High Voltage. Starring Eddie Rabbit, the electrifying Cliff Richard, Styx, and Gino Benelli. Paul and Oates, the police, Frankie and the Nakas, and Hart. Cool and the gang, part of KTEL's sound celebration. High Voltage, available at these and other fine stores. Come on and cut with an echo. You'll find echo chainsaws are easier to... 
Well, it's been peaceful for the last couple of weeks without Jimmy Hart, but I guess all good things have to come to an end, and uh, they're ended right now. Okay, Dream, okay. King Jose, hallelujah, glory, 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 the king. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got something yeah, to say about the, it, huh? I got nothing to say about it. I want to know what the purpose for all of this. The purpose is today that I am honoring one of the most outstanding men in our sport today. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to present to you right now, King Jimmy Hart. Disappointed in you, Coco. I can tell you that. Hallelujah! I love you, man. I love you. You look great. Watch my crown. You look great, Jimmy. Just like the king that you are. The king is here. Listen to the people. They know I'm the king of Just a little bit, yeah, Russell. Fine, great. Look at him, people. The king of professional wrestling. Listen at him. Listen at him. You know, Lance, let me tell you something right now. Somebody this past week just became a man. Yes, a man in professional wrestling. A man that was kicked out by the people that were supposed to love him. A man that's been abused and misused for a long time. And I want to bring him up right now. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Somebody hold this, hold this down. Come here, man, come here. I want to show the world something to you right now, brother. Look at this man right here. Coco Ware, let me tell you something, darling. I want to tell you something. Last week, you became a man in professional wrestling. Now, I know a lot of you ignorant people out there are saying, yeah, look at Jimmy Hart. He's going to probably put him in the family to have a little color to the family. Well, you are wrong. I love this man, baby. Let me tell you something, brother. If you want to be in the first family, you are here to stay and not to play because when we're on top and we are going to rock. I want to do something for you. I want to give you the chance of a lifetime, a chance that Dundee and Kern and all those other little punks wouldn't do for you, man. A lot of talk, but I don't see no action. Do you want to be in the first family of professional wrestling? Right, I want to be in the well, first brother, family. you are in it. I'm fixing to crown this man right now. Come here. Come here, baby. I want to crown this man right now. Not Coco Ware, because that name is out of date, baby. But I want to crown you sweet, brown, Sugar, the newest member of the could be held for a king, baby. It's a meal for a king, if you understand what I'm saying. And now, would you bring in, please, Sylvester Bondelay. <laughs> I am not believing it. I should believe it. With this crew I got right. That is not Sylvester. No. My boy, Sylvester. You will Thank you, thank you, darling. I appreciate that. Thank you. 
You know what? I love this. Right now. Into the mouth. Over the gums. Look out, stomach. Here Sylvester comes. Come on, baby. Bring it over here, kid. Okay. Stay in, baby. Stay in. Here, lay a Alright, we don't hey. Let's go to a break. Get out of here. No, I don't want it. Take a break. Take a break. Will you guys just take Come that on, get it, baby. chicken out of here? I really am disappointed. Ten of them in there. Ten men. Uh, the rest of the first family, wonder where they are. There well, they come. There comes one of them I am really uh, disappointed in. Coco Ware. Yeah. He cast his lot. It'll, it'll be a ten-man match. Total weight on one side of the ring, 1,068 pounds. First family, Jimmy Hart, Dream Machine, Coco Ware, The Nightmare and Speed. Total weight on the other side of the ring, 1,117 pounds. Superstar Bill Dundee, Steve Kern, Dutch Mantel, and the Gibson brothers, Rick Gibson and Robert Gibson. Expiration of time, 10 man tag team match, Jerry Calhoun, the referee. And good Exploration of time, 10-man tag. I'm going to do my best to keep up with this. One, the footage keeps freezing. Two, there's 10 men. It's going to be difficult to to uh, tell who's in and to uh, tell what's going on. The Gibsons, Steve Kern, Dutch Mantel, Bill Dundee, one side, Jimmy Hart, Sweet Brown Sugar, Nightmare Speed, and the Dream Machine on the other team. Steve Kern starting for his team. Speed starting for his team. Steve Kern, Black Trunks, Black Boots, Speed, yellow and black tights, black boots, black and yellow mask. Headlock takeover by Steve Kern. Reversal by Speed. Speed tags in Dream Machine. Dream Machine, black singlet, yellow mask. Black and white boots calling over a type. Dream Machine pushes Kern into the corner. Stomp. Steve Kern, no, Dream Machine with the headlock tags in Nightmare number one. Nightmare number one, black and yellow tights, black and yellow mask. Both men circling. Colin over a type. Steve Kern pushes Nightmare into the corner. Reversal by Nightmare. Oh, forearm, uh, Irish whip into the corner, reversal by Steve Kern, comes in. Monkey flip by Steve Kern. A lovely move there by Steve Kern. Steve Kern tags in the Australian Bill Dundee wearing his uh, grey tights. Big uh, flying forearm slash there by Dundee. Whips Nightmare into the ropes. Big back body drop there by Dundee. Stomped to the face by Dundee. Goes for the cover. Doesn't get the pin because he saw speed coming in the ring. Nightmare tags in the Dream Machine. Uh, Dream Machine Dundee circling. Jerry Calhoun telling him to keep his fists open. Colin Edward type. Dream Machine pushes Dundee into the ropes. Whips Dundee off the ropes. Dundee ducks an elbow. 
he hit him with uh, something. Dream Machine was down, but now back up. Bill Dundee with a little wiggle. Colin over a tie-up. Dream Machine takes Dundee down with a headlock takedown. Tags in speed. Speed in, headlock to Dundee. Couple of open palms behind the referee's back. Tags in Nightmare. Nightmare now working over Dundee. Headlock. Cinching that in. Off the ropes, Dundee pushes him off. Drop down. Hip toss by Dundee. Stump to the face. Nothing, uh, nothing educated about that stump. Dundee now working away on the Nightmare. I don't know what's up with this footage today. It keeps freezing. But I'm trying my best to give you... To keep the, mem the memory of Memphis alive. Dutch Mattel now tagged in. Black single up black boots. It's a lovely flying clothesline off the whip. Bill Dundee whipped Nightmare into the ropes. Dundee came off with a big clothesline. Buffering, buffering, buffering. Mantel drops the elbow. Goes for a count. One, two, sugar, sweet brown sugar comes in to break up the pin. A slam by Dutch Mantel. Tag on Rick Gibson. Rick Gibson in blue singlet, blue singlet, red boots, slams and then drops a knee on Nightmare for a two count. Tags in Robert. Whips him in. Oh, fist to the bread basket there by on Ricky Rick by Ricky Gibson. Abdominal stretch, abdominal stretch. But he's got his back turned to the first family. Coco Way Dream Machine now in. Dundee's in. Mantel's in. But they managed to clear house. Who's the legal man in here? Jimmy Hat not happy with the referee. Jimmy Hart is in the match, but has yet to be in the match. Referee trying to get Hart back up on the apron where he belongs. There he is again, wandering halfway around the ring. Uh, back to the corner, up on the apron, in the ring is Speed and Robert Gibson are in. Robert Gibson, red trunks, red boots. Whip speed off the ropes. Hit him with a lovely uh, back drop there. Dream Machine now in. Dream Machine, Colin over top, headlock. Fist behind the referee's back on Robert Gibson, elbow to the top of the head. Whips Gibson into the ropes. Big back body drop there by the Dream Machine on Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson, oh, big running knee to the side of the head. Tags in, sweet brown sugar. Red trunks, red boots. Now working over Robert Gibson. Crowd fully behind the uh, the good guys, if you will. Sweet Brown Sugar working over Robert Gibson, but Robert Gibson now firing back up. Brown Sugar tags in the Dream Machine. Dream Machine whips Gibson from corner to corner. Oh, comes in with a knee to the gut. 
Tags in. Nightmare number one in. Picks up Robert Gibson. Slams Robert Gibson. Goes for the count. Goes for the cover even. Sorry, Steve Kern in to break up that pin. Nightmare now whips Gibson off the ropes. Oh, but he ducked his head too soon. Robert Gibson gets the tag to Bill Dundee. Bill Dundee's now in. Working over Nightmare. Whips him into the corner. Big forearm smash there by Dundee on the chest of Nightmare. Picks up Dundee. It picks up Nightmare, sorry. Throws him into the first family. Anyone getting the tag? Speed is in that. Nope. Who's in? Yeah, Speed is in. Speed is now in against Bill Dundee. This is still the first four, ladies and gentlemen, of this 10-man tag exploration of time match. Dundee whips Speed into the corner. Oh, but Speed evades the attack. Dundee is down. Speed is stomping away on him. Tags in Nightmare. Nightmare now continuing to work on Bill Dundee. On the referee's back. There's a few uh, cheap shots, I think, there. On the referee's back. Tags in Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart is in. Jimmy Hart is in the match. Stomping away on Bill Dundee. Stomping away. Bill Dundee's up. Bill Dundee's up. Jimmy Hart is out. Jimmy Hart tagged in Dream Machine. Kern in. Morton in. Oh, sorry, Gibson in. Mantell in. Dutch Mantell running after Jimmy Hart on the outside. Speed still continuing to work over Bill Dundee. Absolute chaos here, as you can imagine, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Jesus, what the hell is happening? Jimmy Hart is running away from... He ran in the light plants and Dave there. Dutch Mantell fighting Dream Machine on the outside. Chick Donovan directing traffic. In the ring, it's a nightmare. Bill Dundee... Eight minutes gone. Dundee with a cover. Coco Ware jumped in there. Again, Coco Ware breaks it up as Bill Dundee had a cover on the nightmare. Nightmare gets the tag on Coco. Oh! Went head-to-head -head there, Coco and, and uh, the Nightmare. Dave Bill Dundee's got Sweet Brown Sugar in. Oh, a sleeper. In come everyone to clear house. Dundee and Coco are the legal men. Oh! But Dream Machine behind the referee's back just hit Bill Dundee with something. Coco drops the elbow. Referee sees. One, two, three. That's it. Coco, Sweet Brown, sorry, Sweet Brown Sugar. Just beat Dutchman Tell for the first fall. Holy moly! You could see the direct, just the the, the the director was at the edge of the camera there, giving them the signal that they had to go to a break. So I don't think we're going to see much more action. But Coke, uh, Sweet Brown Sugar got the deciding fall. No man, oh man! You heard the entire card again. I want to remind you: Dundee, Valiant, Mantell, Hearts, Nightmare, and Speed Bull Whip match on the pole. Grudge match: Lawler and Coco Ware, Sweet Brown Sugar, or whatever. Rocky Johnson, the Soul Man, back to meet the Dream Machine. What a night, Bill. That's right, Lance. As you said it, them last, them last three matches is worth twice the what you got to pay to see. Now, 
I'm going to tell the dream machine something, brother. I seen Rocky Soul Man Johnson in action. I don't think you've seen him. All you've done is heard about him. Well, he's going to teach you a lesson, brother, and he's going to beat you. Now, the other one. As I know, I've been on this side of the fence, Coco, where I've been the guy that made the king mad, and I know what he does when he gets mad, brother. He wants to win the match, and he will do anything, brother. If it comes to throwing fire, if it comes to using the chain, if it comes to powder, to salt, the sticks, he invented most of them, Coco, and I wouldn't be you for nothing. They may tell you your sweet brown sugar. They may tell you how big and bad you are, but you can't beat Jerry Lawler if your name was Hercules Cortez or whatever they want to call you. Coco, where you're going to get beat now. Dutch Mantel is the greatest guy with the bull whip. Handsome Jimmy Valiant will do anything. And talking to Handsome Jimmy, here he is, brother. Handsome Jimmy, Ooh, back again. They said, baby, Handsome Jimmy's back, Jack. I said, the bitch is back. Cold stole sofa, baby. Woo! Back. I got the Duchess, baby. I got my man. I got Superstar. Yeah. Can you imagine against the Nightmare Speedball and Jimmy the Snake Jimmy, Hot? Jimmy. Look out. What is this? Like a six-man tag, huh? That's it. I love oh, six. Six, six. I had six eggs over each for breakfast, baby. I had six T-bone steaks. I got six old eggs. I got the best team in the world right here. Pool ball. Run it. Pool ball. What is it, baby? Pool whip. Pool whip. Daddy. Oh. Shut up, Blunter. This is my interview, Daddy. I got the pool ball. Pool whip. Up right there on top, bro. Woo! Much there. We coming at you, baby. Look out, Steve Ball. Steve Ball, Speed Ball. What is it, brother? We coming at you, Snake. Look out, Nightmare. I'm having a nightmare. I had a nightmare last night, baby. Nobody likes oh, you. Oh, He'll be right there. there. Oh, couldn't have stood anymore. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. We've just seen the return, or heard the return of Jimmy Valiant. Much to the uh, pleasure of this podcast host, for sure. I was, uh, was never properly a fan of Jimmy Valiant until I saw him uh, on the show. So I am a big Jimmy Valiant fan and uh, I am a happy man. I've just seen and heard the great man from New York City. So ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 71 of the UK's only and number one Memphis uh, Memphis Wrestling Cast. The Memphis Wrestling Cast, we have just covered the 19th of September 1981. Thank you very much for your continued support. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MemphisCast. Please do not to please do not forget to follow the other shows. The main network is on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. You can also find the other great shows, Highway to the Impact Zone, the NWA Saturday Special, Talking WCW, NWA Croc and, Croc and Roll, and many others on the network. Please do not forget to follow Friends of the Show, Our Vantage Point and Book in the Territory, also our sister network, the North-South Connection. Thank you to the wonderful Kemi for her regular segment, That Girl Got Game. Please do not forget to watch the video version over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash flash mooter. I have been your host, Mr. Luke Jennings. Thank you very much to Lance Russell and Dave Brown. Thank you very much to the fine folk of Memphis, Tennessee. And until next time. When it's spring again, I'll bring again Tulips from Amsterdam With a heart that's true, I'll give to you Tulips from Amsterdam I can't wait until the day you fill these eager arms of mine Like the windmill keeps on turning That's how my heart keeps on yearning For the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam 
spring again, oh, I'll bring again tulips from Amsterdam. With a heart that's true, I'll give to you tulips from Amsterdam. I can't wait until the day you fill these eager arms of mine. Like the wind keeps on turning, that's how my heart keeps on yearning. For the day I know we can share these tulips from Amsterdam, share these tulips from Amsterdam. 